0: All right, so in uh, our last podcast, we finished 13b, Yud Gimel Amabet and we had just finished talking about explaining what exactly Rebbe Mer's opinion is when it comes to interrupting um, in Shma and its blessings. And we concluded, after an analysis, that Rebbe Mer holds that during That if you are, I'm sorry, between paragraphs of Shema and its blessings, you can greet somebody that you have out of respect to somebody, so somebody that you have respect for, you're supposed to respect, Um, and of course then you can respond to their greeting. And if you're in the middle of a paragraph, you can only greet somebody that you have that you that you have fear of, and of course you could respond to their greeting. So that's how we concluded. Um, that's what we concluded. Rabbi Meir's opinion was. So now we're going to show a beraita that confirms this understanding of Rabbi Meir. So we're at the second line on 14a, Yodalid amud aleph. The second line, second word, tanya. Okay, Tanina Hachi. we also learned like this in Abraisa. Hakorei eshema, if you're reading the Shma, Upaga bo rabbo and you meet your rabbi or somebody that's just greater than you, um, if you're in between the paragraphs, then you could greet that person out of respect. and then of course you could return their greeting. Uva Emson, if you are in the middle of a paragraph, you can greet somebody out of fear. And of course, you'd be able to respond to that same person's greeting. These are the words of Rabbi Mer. So we see that, Rabbi Mer, that this under, this, these words of Rabbi Mer is exactly the way we had concluded Rabbi Mer felt in our Mishnah as well. And now we're just going to continue with the Brisa. Rabbi Huda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, If you're in the middle of the paragraph of Shema, or one of the blessings, then you can greet somebody out of fear. And you can respond to somebody's greeting, even if you do not fear them, but instead just have respect for them. Whereas... Um, if you are in between paragraphs of Shema or its blessings, you can greet somebody out of honor or out of respect, and you could answer anybody's greetings. Okay. So now we're going to continue on with discussing um, making interruptions during prayers um, or during services that you generally are not to allowed to interrupt between. Um Achi Tana, So Ahi, who was a Tana, which is a teacher in the who is a teacher in the Academy of Rebichia, asked the head of the academy, asked Rebichia. The halal of Megillah Mahu <laughs> If you're in the middle of saying halal, which is a group of psalms that we say on holidays so if you're in the middle of Hallel, Uva Megillah, or you're in the middle of reading the Megillah, so it's Parim, and you're reading the Megillah of Esther, Mahu um, Hushayafzik, are you allowed to interrupt in the middle by greeting others or by responding to a greeting? Amrin a Kalvachomer, so we apply a Kalvachomer. A Kalvachomer is where we see something in a case that is more stringent, so then for sure we could apply it in a case where it's more lenient. So that's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to apply a Kal Vachomer. If we say that you're allowed to make interruptions during Shema, which is a mitzvah that comes from the Torah, it's a biblical mitzvah, and yet we still say that there are times when you can interrupt to greet and respond to greetings on mi So then halel, this group of psalms that are praised, that praises that we say on holidays, which is only a rabbinic enactment, then of course you'd be able to interrupt in certain scenarios. Dilma or do we say that there is no kalvachomer? We cannot apply that type of logic here, that type of logic here, because pursue nisa adif, because both halel and reading the Megillah are all about publicizing the miracle of whatever holiday is taking place, um, which is, which can be considered more significant even than a mitzvah, than a biblical commandment. So perhaps we cannot say if you're allowed to interrupt by Shema, then you'd also be allowed to interrupt by Hallel or by Megillah. So what is the halacha? Omar Leis or Bechia answered, you can certainly interrupt by halal and megillah, and there is no problem with doing so. Now that we've uh, been talking about interrupting during halal, we're going to continue with that. Omar Rabba Rabba says, Yamim gomer On days on which an individual is obligated to say the complete halal, most holidays you actually have to say a complete halal. There are some holidays, such as the last days of Pesach and the Rosh Chodesh, which is the first of the new month. On those days, we do not say a complete Hallel. We actually actually omit two of the Psalms of Hallel. So we're saying that on a day when you have to say the entire Hallel, you can interrupt between paragraphs, but you are not allowed to interrupt if you're in the middle of a paragraph. And Rashi explains, Rashi, the great commentary explains that when we talk about interrupting and not, we're referring to somebody who is um, who you respect, not out of fear but out of respect. So if you're in between the paragraphs, you're allowed to greet somebody who you respect, um, who 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 you honor. Um, But if you're in the middle of the paragraph, you're not. Whereas on days um, in which a person does not have to complete the entire halal, meaning they omit those two psalms, then even if you're in the middle of a paragraph, you are allowed to interrupt to greet somebody that you honor. So now we're going to ask, Is this really true? That that on days when you do not have to say the entire that we do not say the entire halal, then you could you could stop in the middle of a paragraph to greet somebody out of honor. V'horav Bar Shaba, but didn't Rav Bar Shaba iklo Ravina one time go and visit or, or go and he happened to bump into Ravina. V'yomim she'en hayachid gomer esah hava. And it was one of those days in which an individual does not complete the Hallel, meaning does not say a full Hallel, below Pasikle, and it seemed like Ravino was in the middle of a paragraph, and did not stop the Hallel to greet Rav Shaba. And didn't we just say that if it's a day that you do not complete the Hallel, then you can greet out of honor. So seemingly, why didn't Ravina then greet Rav Shaba Because he's somebody that deserved honor. So he answers, shiny Rav, Shabba, Rav Bar Shabba. So we say, no, Rav Bar Shabba was different. The Lohashev Aleh, the Ravina, because he was not so prestigious for Ravina that, that, he, that Ravina felt that he would have been somebody that he should pause in the middle of a paragraph in order to greet. So um, that would be the answer there. All right, so now we're at the colon, the first wide, at the end of the first wide line. Um, the next part of the Gemara is interesting. It seems to have nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Um, and the reason it seems that we bring this in is because we just finished a question that a teacher in an academy asked the head of the academy. So now we're actually going to just bring another question that a teacher in an academy asked the head of that academy. So let's read this inside. Ba'i mine. Ashyan. so Ashyan asked, who was Ashyon, Tano deve Rabbi Ami, who was a teacher in the academy of Rabbi Ami, Me Rabbi Ami, he asked of Rabbi Ami, Hashari betainis mahu shigitom. When somebody is fasting, they have to understand, the way this is explained is somebody that just accepted upon themselves a voluntary fast, which is still a fast that now that person is obligated to fulfill, but it's, it was a voluntary fast, not one of our, not like Yom Kippur, where we have an obligation to fast. So Hashari Batinas Mahushitum, somebody is in the middle of a fast, is he allowed to taste food without actually eating it? Achila ushtia kabel Do we say that this person, when accepting the fast, accepting upon himself that he's not going to eat and not going to drink? The Haleka, whereas here, where he's just tasting the food, he's not eating or drinking, and therefore it shouldn't be a problem. O Dilma le, or did he say that I'm not gonna get any pleasure from food? The Haika, and in this case, by tasting you're going to get the pleasure from the food. So Amrale So Rabbi Ami answered, he told him, you can certainly taste the food and it's no big deal. we also learned like this in a braisa. If you are just tasting food, you, not, you do not need to say a blessing beforehand. And if you're in the middle of the fast, you can taste food and it's no problem. Now again, we're just referring to a voluntary fast, not one of the fasts that you're obligated to fast, because in those scenarios, you're actually not allowed to taste. Now until... How much food, akama means until how much, but how, how much food is is considered, up until how much food is it considered tasting, and, and um, what's the maximum that you could put into your mouth and it's just considered tasting? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Asi, Ta'ami, At Shior Riviaso. So Rabbi Ami and Asi that, um, that, actually, not they explain, they actually taste it up until the amount of a Ravias, which is about. Um, about a little less, probably than five ounces. That is considered that 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 is when you would go from being considered tasting to actually be considered drinking or eating. That's where you'd have to stop. This has many practical ramifications. What happens if a person is fasting in a case of an obligatory fast such as Yom Kippur or Tisha B'av, um and it, they need to break their fast? Should they be breaking their fast in such a manner where you're just eating or drinking less than a revius, and then waiting and then eating and drinking less than a revius again? Is that better? Does that really consider breaking your fast? Many questions come up here. Many practical ramifications. Okay, so now we're going to go back to talking about um about greeting, but this time it's a bit of a different um, uh, it's a bit of a different twist on this on this uh, topic of greetings. Omar Rav, Rav said. So now we're at the Second colon on the page. One, two, three, four, five lines down from the beginning of the wide lines. Amarav. Rav says, Anybody that greets his friend before he prays, It's as if he made his friend into a bama. A bama was an altar outside of the temple. You are not, you were not most of, for most of Jewish history, you were not allowed to use the bama. Um, it was considered a form of almost foreign worship. So what we're saying is, is that if you greet your friend before davening, it's as if you made him a buma. It's as if you've made him, it's as if you've been involved yourself in some sort of foreign worship because you're greeting this person before you're greeting God. Shnemer, and we have a verse from this, keep yourself away from man, who has a soul in his breath. Uh, because what type of importance does he have? And what the Gemara is now doing is say, don't read that word Bameh for with what, but rather El Bama, read it as a Bama, which is, as I said, is one of those altars outside of the temple. And the way to understand this verse is, keep away from man, because by not keeping away from man, you're making him into a foreign altar. And when is this a re-reference to? It's obviously obviously, most of the time you should not be keeping away from man. You should be developing relationships and, uh, and, and communicating with people. But what this is saying is, is that at that point before davening, that's when you shall desist from man. And if you do not, it's as if you made him into a foreign altar. Shmuel Omar and Shmuel says um, that you actually don't even need to read that verse differently than it's actually written. You don't have to read the word bameh as bama, and you could still come out with the same conclusion. How do you understand it? So keep away from man who is breathing because uh, with what is he deemed important means. What would have made you give more respect to this person than to God by greeting him before greeting God through prayer? So that's the idea. Okay, so now we're going to ask a question on this from our Mishnah. Masi Rav Shesh has asked on this ruling. We said. That during the Shema and its blessings, there are times where it's appropriate where you're allowed to interrupt to greet somebody out of honor to them and to respond to their greeting. So what do we see? We see this is during the Shema and its blessings that you're allowed that we allow you to greet. And now, obviously, the Shema and its blessings are before the Amida. So we see that we allow you to greet somebody before the folk, before the fundamental part of prayer, the focus of prayer, which is the Amida. So how could you say that it's not allowed when the Mishnah seems to tell us that you're allowed to greet even in the middle of Shema, which comes before Shmona Esrei? So we answer Targum Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba explains that when we say that you're not allowed to greet somebody before prayer, That's when you go. To your friend's house in order to greet them that like you shouldn't have that type of visit before a prayer but uh, of course if you just happen upon each other then of course you can greet each other no big deal okay so now interestingly the way it works um, in traditionally when it comes to the gemara the talmud bavli is if something is in parentheses you actually skip it so we're going to skip what it says in parentheses and go to the end of the parentheses. Amar Rav Idi bar Avin, Amar Rav Yitzchak bar Ashyon. So Rav Idi bar Ovin said in the name of Rav Yitzchak bar Ashyon, asser lo adam la soz chafatzav kodem shiis pala. It's prohibited for a person to involve himself in his own affairs before praying. Shenemar, as the verse says, tzedek lefanav yihalech. Righteousness will go before him. That's a reference to prayer. Righteousness, involving yourself in prayer, should come first. And after that, he will put to the path his footsteps. After that, you can involve yourself in your own affairs. Um, Anybody who first davens, who first prays, and then goes out on the way, then God does for him what he desires. Shenemar, as the verse says, it says, righteousness will go first, which again is a reference to prayer, The and then he will put his footsteps on the way. And what that basically is saying is, is that he will put his footsteps on the way is Hashem or God will put his footsteps on the correct way to allow him to be successful? Okay. Um yonah amarab zera. V'yonah said the name of Rabzera. Kohalan shivasiyamim. V'amarab yonah amarab zera. V'yonah said the name of Rabzera. Kohalan shivasiyamim. below halom. Anybody that sleeps for seven nights without any dreams, Nikarai is called evil. Shinemar, as the verse says, V'saveya yolin bal ra. So basically it says, somebody who is satisfied um, will rest without being visited by evil. Al-Tukri saveya. Don't read it as, as um, somebody that is satisfied. El-Sheva, rather, seven. And this is how to read the verse, Sheva... Yalin, somebody who sleeps for seven days Bali pakade without being visited by any sort of dream Ra is considered evil I guess the idea is is that our dreams are basically um dreams are basically the things that God gives us and if we don't if we sleep for seven days without God having given us a dream it must be because we are wicked Said, uh, um, the son of Reb Bar Abba said, <speaking in Hebrew> So did Reb the son of Rabbi. Oh, say in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. <speaking in Hebrew> Anybody who satisfies themselves with the words of Torah and then goes to sleep, <speaking in Hebrew> will not get any bad news. <speaking in Hebrew> As the verse says, yolin." <speaking> <Hebrew> So you have to understand, again, so it's that verse, uh, somebody who is satisfied will rest without being visited by evil. The first part of that verse is actually talking about the Torah. So what it would be saying is, is that somebody that satisfies themselves with Torah and then goes to sleep will not be visited by any evil. Okay. Now we're going to go back and uh, talk about the next part of the Mishnah. The, par- the Mishnah was discussing, as I said, as we've been talking about earlier, there are different laws when it comes to interrupting in between the paragraphs of Shema, um, differently than if you are in the middle of a paragraph and interrupting in the middle of a paragraph of Shema or its blessings. So the Mishnah went and explained, what is considered? What are the breaks that make um, that that? What what? Where are each of the paragraphs of Shema and its blessings? So now we're going to talk about that. Amar bavoem or biochner biavoos and they reveal halacha The halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar who said between the words alokechem at the end of Shema and ms and the word ms v'yatsiv true and upright lo um, yafsik, you are not allowed to interrupt, that's not considered between paragraphs, that's in the middle of a paragraph. So that's what Rabbi Yehuda said, and we're saying the halacha follows Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi what is the reason for Rabbi Yehuda, for saying that you are not allowed to interrupt between the word Elokechem? your God, which is the end of Shema, and M.S. v'yatsiv, which is the next um, true and upright, which would which you would think would be the beginning of the next paragraph. Why is Rabbi Huda not see it that way? Dichsiv, last word on the line, on, on the page, Dichsiv, because the verse says, Hashem elohim Ms, that Lord, God is true. So we see that the prophet Yirmiyahu, or Jeremiah, did not... Um, described God as true and did not make a break there. So Rabbi Huda felt as well that you are not allowed to make a break between the words Hashem Elokeichem, the Lord your God, and the word true. We will stop here for this evening. Um, Again, what what did we do today? So we first um, gave proof to our understanding of Ramer that it was correct in his rulings about interrupting during Shema and its blessings. Then we talked about interrupting in Hallel or the Megillah. Then we talked about the differences between, in, in interrupting between the different um, types of Hallel, whether we're doing the full Hallel or not. Um, then we seemingly randomly, we talked about what the Halacha is, about tasting things during a fast and the, and the ramifications there. Then we talked about not greeting people, not greeting your friend before davening, and we analyzed that and came to an understanding of what exactly that meant. Um, then we talked about not uh, not dealing with your own affairs before davening, and then we t- talked about the dreams um, and how and having dreams and that whole verse and the interesting explanations of that verse. And then we decided the halacha, Zekheriyya Huda, when it came to the words, "The Lord your God is true," um, that that's that that, that, that though the end of Shema in the beginning of the next paragraph, uh, Rabbi Huda understood it as just one continuous thing, and that is seemingly at this point how we pasquin. That is the halacha. Um, take good care, Shavuah tov, and have a great rest of your weekend.